Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Friendly discretion is advised. State of the art Japanese animation. the otaku host club podcast i am emil nyan <laughs> and i'm joined here today with jeff and dinyan <laughs> please yeah. don't say my name like that <laughs> they're gonna, Oni, gonna call us oni-san oh no you can you can call me sir oh, or miss shit. mister I like it. I like it when people call me sir and shit like that. Oh my god! I feel like hell yeah, I'm an adult <laughs> motherfucker. Show some, res- put some respect on that. Oh, yeah. There was my coworkers, my young coworkers at BLS would call, call. One of them called me sir once in the office. I was like, I, I felt like I was gonna get hard right there. What? Like, dude, I am <laughs> fucking overflowing with joy. <laughs> My adulthood has been acknowledged. I think it's my seniority has been acknowledged. I think girls don't want to be called ma'am. Well, kind of date you, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Does it? A little bit. I mean, would just, would, so, Miss Miss is a better one. Yes. I always say Miss. My darling. Yeah. Oh, you can call me darling. You can call me bitch. You Sweetie. Call me? Yeah. Honey, honey pie. Honey pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. No, I, I guess I use ma'am and miss interchangeably, kind of depending on how formal how old they are. Trying to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if I'm if I'm having some kind of like business kind of interaction, you know, I might say ma'am. But if like mm-hmm. somebody, well, I don't know. I guess that's not totally true because if somebody like dropped something, yeah, I just use it totally interchangeably. Totally interchangeably. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason to it as I think about how I react to stuff. Hmm. Well, welcome back to Moe March Moe Madness. Are we excited? I know I'm excited. The madness is set in. Oh yeah, man. the madness kind of set in. Did you guys? Yeah. Get driven mad by all the uh, moe you had to watch this month. Because I did, I'm just saying right now. <laughs> well, waves. There are waves of, of uh, satisfaction, and then there's <laughs> waves of grief. All the stages. All the stages were coming. Yeah, and I, I found that these moe shows just did not have a lot to sink your teeth into in a way that. <laughs> is often what I'm looking for at this point. Well, that's like, I feel like I, we found out some very interesting things about you last episode, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, we got some news. 
because we're bi-weekly, we're always real behind on the news. <laughs> or what, bi-monthly? I always say bi-weekly as if we, we put out two episodes every week. But bi-monthly. I would have thought bi-weekly was every other week. No, bi-weekly. I don't think so. I think it's two. Bi-weekly would be like twice a week, right? Bi-monthly? Twice a month? Am I wrong? Oh. Yeah, I thought bi-monthly was once every two months. Oh, really? And bi-weekly was once every other week. Huh, interesting. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, we're still behind. <laughs> Funimation merger is not new news, but the fact that Funimation's content is coming to Crunchyroll, finally, mm-hmm. we finally knew this. Oh, interesting. So we can avoid the fucking bullshit Funimation app on my Roku. Right. That fucking bullshit. Put some emphasis on that F word, okay? Because yeah. bullshit. Fuck! 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 Oh! Okay. Yeah. Dude, when I was trying to watch... Um, oh, what was the show I was just watching about the two girls traveling through South America? Um... He, um Hachin and Michiko. Um, I was like, Michiko South and Hachin. America? What? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah, two, two, uh, two women traveling through South America having some gang-fueled police chase um, adventure. But yeah, I, I had to stop watching it on the Funimation app after a couple episodes because I said just straight up didn't fucking work on my Roku. Like, it, it just froze. It yeah. froze out continually you know as soon as i heard the news i canceled my funimation subscription i said canceled (laughs) i don't care canceled i think i was watching i think i was the only show that i was watching on funimation this season was uh sasaki and miyano and Mm. i'm just gonna pirate that shit i don't give a fuck (laughs) yeah 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 well that's how i felt too i was watching uh, michiko and hachin on gogoanime.pe which is a great website and yeah it's like why why would i watch this through the official channels if the official channels don't fucking work mm. you know like yeah i'd prefer to watch it on my tv but that ain't fucking happening yeah, <laughs> yeah i was watching police in a pod and uh about halfway through the subtitles just stopped working completely so Stuff like that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally subtitles won't load. Like in the middle of the episode. <laughs> like that's wild yeah. to me. So everything's moving from Funimation. So everything on Funimation's platform is moving over to Crunchyroll. I think the they said like majority. 83% or something. Something that's the number I heard. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that Funimation is getting rid of their platform or just that they're sharing on both or like it's available on both? Um, I think Funimation, I think they're trying to get rid of the Funimation like, uh, like player platform kind of thing, but I don't think they'll get rid of um, like their, shop or like if i don't know could you buy digital copies that's the only thing like if you could buy digital copies of things through funimation i feel like they still have to um have a server set up for people that bought digital copies of things through their platforms or Mm. something i don't know Mm. yeah i i 
I feel like it'd be hard to imagine them just completely getting rid of Funimation's app completely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just completely destroying it. But maybe in a year when literally nobody uses it anymore. <laughs> well, that's yeah. That's a little bit what I'm trying to figure out. Is is like, are we? Yeah. Do we expect a mass migration from you know? Is like everyone just going to overnight cancel their Funimation account because we all use Crunchyroll now, and um, Crunchyroll is Crunchyroll going to raise their price? From this based on the idea that they now have more content and you know they are down one competitor so they have more opportunity to to leverage that into a higher price or you know is everything going to stay the same with crunchyroll only now you have you know a bunch of new content you just said four questions and i thought of an answer for one of them <laughs> uh-huh um so but then I forgot it because he asked another question and I started oh, thinking about sorry. it. Um, what were they fucking, what were they questions? Is everybody going to leave Funimation? Okay. Is Crunchyroll going to increase one. their price? That one. Okay. So I don't think people are, I don't think people are like gonna like, I don't see they're going to, I don't feel like they're going to see a mass like exodus from Funimation to Crunchyroll because I think most of us uh, have subscriptions to both. I think there are very few people who have only one subscription and it's only Funimation. I feel like that number is is small. And I think that's probably just like for literally the dub part of Funimation, uh, okay. like people who like dubs because Funimation right. did have like an extreme dub library. Right. So I don't think they're going to see that, that. but that I do their angle, right? Maybe I do feel like they're going to see uh, an increase in activity on their platforms like i don't know if they like i don't know if they got extra servers happening so that we can all watch all the things that are being migrated to but hmm. yeah they got three tiers of on crunchyroll there's fan mega fan and ultimate fan oh shit. what, what? I'm, yeah. a verb, I'm a verb subscriber so i don't even get on crunchyroll's site Wait, when when did Crunchyroll have they've been had that tiers? And what tier am I? They've been have that. They 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 what? Yeah. What tier am I? I don't know. Can How do you I buy know what tier I am? Probably do you get special can. merch when you go to the Crunchyroll booth at the conventions you go to? I don't know. I've never been to the Crunchyroll booth. I mean, what do I have to say to them? They're a streaming service. They have, they sell stuff. Some stuff. Yeah, but like. Not, he said, I, mean, what I, I guess I just said, always what, do I have, was, what do I have to say to them? They're streaming. They were like, <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't I know mean, there were three tiers either, really. I mean, there, <laughs> I knew there was like a high tier and a low tier. And you pay one, you pay, you pay for the one without, you know, to get no commercials or ads, rather. Um, yeah. But now oh. I, yeah, so there's, there's three of them in case you didn't know, but you do have time to, uh, if you already have Funimation, I think they refund. Is they refund? They kind of answer that question. Oh, okay. I, I see now that I am a fan member. Oh, shit. Are you a fan? You're just a fan. Yeah. Well, what is... So, a fan member seems to give me everything that I want insofar mm -hmm. as I watch these things without commercials, and that's what I want. Uh -huh. uh, what, what else is there? Like, what... what, what Discounts do you get in the in store. The Discounts in the store. 
and special stuff when you go to the Crunchyroll booth at convention. Oh, I do see that Crunchyroll has a store, and I guess I'm aware that they have a store, but I've never really looked at it. I'm not like they're a streaming service. Why would I buy things from them? They have the toys of the things that they stream. <laughs> yeah, I've never nice. used it. I've never, I've never bought anything off Crunchyroll. I've heard though that their pre-order situation is a little whack. Just saying, that's what I heard. Word on the street. Huh. Well, I I ordered one thing from there, and it took uh, basically a year to get it. So. Black. But that's just sure. that's not. I don't think that's just Crunchyroll. I think that's just manufactured. Yeah, COVID and everything. Oh well, yeah, that's it's true. Just, I'm 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 going through a little bit of that with right stuff right now because I pre-ordered the Simon and Kamina kind of not not cheap per se, but like the the like basic inexpensive models figures that they were releasing. Models. Models, I'm just okay, <laughs> toys, whatever, and they they keep getting pushed back. You know, like every every two months, they get pushed back another two months. Um, maybe someday I'll actually get these things. But yeah, in these Corona days, you know, that's that's really the issue. If it was a Moe show, I feel like it would be called Doki Doki Corona Days. <laughs> Corona Days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a cool show. I'm, I'm right. into that as a premise. Yeah. yeah, and imagine how much money you would save by not having to animate people's mouths because everybody has got a mask on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you, you, can, just, you can really zoom in on other facets of the animation. Yeah, I was going to say, you really animate the eyes, the hair, mm-hmm. whatever else. Yeah. Backgrounds. Mm-hmm. It would look flawless. It would look like movie quality. <laughs> Be cool. Yeah, I've I've also never bought so I've never looked at the Crunchyroll store because I it's kind of the same same ideas like you know if I uh, want to buy a DVD I don't go to Barnes and Noble you know like Barnes and Noble's a bookstore so I go to buy books they may sell DVDs but like why couldn't I get the DVDs? I mean, there's just a baseline assumption that you can get more DVD, you know, wider selection of DVDs at a cheaper price from a place that specializes in selling DVDs. In the same way, Crunchyroll is a streaming service. So I just assume that other outlets that are more dedicated towards retail, you know, are going to have a wider selection of goods at a cheaper price than trying to get it through Crunchyroll where they're, Retail operation is just like a weird side thing that they do. It's like random side activity to their bread and butter, which is the streaming service. You mean you don't want the annual grab bag, Dan? No, I've don't never bought a you. grab bag. No, I've never <laughs> bought a grab bag of any sort <laughs> ever. No with limited run he Nendroid figure. You don't want that? I mean, that sounds mm. cool to me. Exclusive. Put exclusive in front of it and I'm on it. (laughs) That's Crunchyroll's character, right? Mm -hmm. I I guess that'd be cool, but like who uh, (laughs) that's the thing, like who like who same as the Crunchyroll booth, like Crunchyroll is just the middleman. You know, it's not like I get excited about uh I don't know, like I don't get excited about Walmart just because they like sell some jeans that I like. I get excited about the jeans that I like. You know, I've never shopped for jeans at Walmart. Oh, great! Just a totally random example. 
off the top of my head. But yeah, you know, but my my point is that Crunchyroll is the middleman. Like I would go to any streaming. Like I go to where the anime I want to watch is. I'm not beholden to Crunchyroll in any way whatsoever. They just happen to give me what I'm looking for. Um, so it's um, biz- so you bizarre to me to. So you subscribe to Crunchyroll? Yes. Do you use their app on your phone? Yes. Do they have offline downloading? Downloading? I have no idea. Don't know oh, how to do man. that kind of thing. I also, as we discovered, I only have like 15 megabytes of space on my phone. So, 15 megabytes? What? Megabytes? Gigabytes? I don't know. My phone is extreme. Like it's old and it has no storage space. Oh my God. So I'm, I'm not sure I could actually download something like an episode of a TV show anyway. That's why every every time like every time I need to use an app, I got to delete another app off my phone. I'm like oh constantly installing and reinstalling. The life apps. that you live is wild, Daniel. <laughs> it's <makes laughs> so wild to me. Let's <laughs> say, so, well, this was a this was a hand me down phone from my dad. Oh, I still got all of his phone contacts. Does your dad get a new? When does your dad get a new phone? So oh, I, he got a new phone. He got he got a new phone in twenty. Don't say eighteen. Seventeen, oh twenty eighteen, <laughs> something like that. Which is when I took his old iPhone, an iPhone six. I oh think my god! Is. This is the um. This is the iPhone that at um that you had just had at Otacon that year. And you yes. didn't know how to use it. And I was showing you this app called Amino where people were posting. It was like forum posting about anime. And you're like, oh, yes. let me see that. Yeah. App. I want to yeah, see it. Yeah, I want to yeah, know yeah. what people are saying about these. Yeah. Anime. Yeah. I remember that clearly now that you mentioned it. Because oh my the gosh. first article was about how Tenjin Tapa Gurren Lagann is this weird sexist thing. I was like, <laughs> this shit ain't sexist. Give me a break. What the fuck are you talking about? How could you say that about my beloved Tenjin Tapa <laughs> Oh man! But then Jeff Jeff argued for the merits of a feminist take on on anime like that. I remember I remember this group conversation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Was I there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that little app. I would put it on my phone, except I don't currently <laughs> have any apps that I want to delete right now. I use them all. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Wow. I'm learning a lot of stuff about you today, Dan. I love it. I just love learning about my friends, how they live their lives. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in Russia, you can no longer stream Crunchyroll. It was the last anime streaming service is no mm. longer available. Uh, so yeah. sorry. Sorry, Russia. You bomb people, you get no anime. <laughs> this is what's gonna Simple lead to the popular uprising. <laughs> all the all the weeboos and otaku on the street. We want our anime. We want our anime. <laughs> yeah, when the Russian police uh, stop you on the street and scroll through your phone, I don't know if you've seen the viral video of that happening in Moscow. The riot police are like stopping random people and scrolling through their phone real quick to check um how they're, they're just talking about the military operation and look for people that are you know discussing the war in now illegal ways oh what they're goodness. actually doing is to make sure that you don't have the crunchy roll out yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i would be guilty 
or Pokemon Go because you won't be able to use that either. Oh my god, they took away their Pokemon too. Yeah, Niantic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, might as well put them in timeout in the corner up against the wall. Yeah, and you know the uh I've had discussions with people in my life about how the you know, all uh, the sanctions like this are are just punishing the average person in ways that they don't deserve because they you know, have no say in their government anyway because it's a dictatorship but it's kind of like yeah I mean, that is true but you know the goal is to you know like inconvenience and and you know cause hardship enough to the population at large that they you know start like make they they start to rebel that they start to fight back against their dictatorship that they start to you know um yeah that they they that the popular momentum starts to to build against the war and and it becomes less and less feasible to for the putin administration to uh go through the motions of of making the war happen um you know to go through the mechanics and the institutions of making this happen and i i understand and, and appreciate the argument that like oh these things will never work because putin like you know the top government people in russia literally don't care if all their people are starving their economies in shambles and that nobody can watch their anime you know whatever mm -hmm. there's no mcdonald's they don't care um there's no because McDonald's? it doesn't affect them perfectly personally yeah mcdonald's was pulled out i don't know there was a little viral video of people stockpiling McDonald's. oh yeah i saw that really yeah yeah, there's a little viral picture of somebody's fridge that was just full of McDonald's shit. Oh my gosh. Actually, speaking of McDonald's, and we're not really speaking of what I'm about to talk about, but um, I got the new Starlight Coke to try. I haven't tried it yet. Oh. But I have, I have it in my possession. I don't know if you know this. It's really hard to get. <laughs> I've gone wasn't to like even on my radar. I have gotten like four different uh, Wawa's to try and get this <laughs> Starlight Coke. Oh, mm. shit yeah so what what's uh what's up with the starlight coke um i think it i think it's uh it's to is it i might say this wrong um i think it's in celebration um because coke was the first soda to go up in space to make a container where they could drink coke in space i think uh -huh. it's like an okay. anniversary of that so they're making it like um they i think it's supposed to be kind of minty like a galaxy in your mouth no, it's like stardust. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's cool. Mm. Tastes like the moon, very uh, mm. rocky. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Updates in a future episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Situation in Russia is pretty. I'll, I'll just say my my guy in moscow wrote me an excited email in in russian you know when the war first broke out just kind of exclaiming how the world is his you know that armageddon has come in russia and the world is crashing down around them and they have no idea what the future holds and they're all scared shitless and feel like you know what are we what are we supposed to do you know like the we uh it is very difficult for the civilian population to kind of fight back against their government institutions, you know? Um, and yeah, it's difficult, difficult, you know, even more difficult for their Ukrainian 
civilian population, but difficult for the mm-hmm. Russian civilian population too. Yeah. Just kind of goes to show how a lot of armed conflicts in our time are, you know, not not always driven by uh, the populations that these governments are supposed to represent. They're just like, you know, the weird weird games of politicians and everyone else just gets sucked up into it unwillingly. Yep. Art goes out to them, that's for sure. It's only going to get worse from here. The end game is, you know, there is no defeat for Russia necessarily. It's either, it's all, it's all or nothing at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've, yeah, I mean, I've, there seem to be a number of theories floating around. One that caught my attention was the idea that there is a chunk of Putin's inner circle that is advocating for Putin to, for Russia to uh, negotiate an end to the war by uh, forcing Ukraine to sell them uh, Crimea and Donbass region for 150 billion US dollars. And it's like really like, and apparently Putin is absolutely against this and, and won't, won't hear of it. Uh, but it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, really, uh, that would be a, in my mind, a very bizarre end to this conflict, but I don't think mm. that's, yeah, it doesn't seem like that's actually going to happen, but it's interesting that that was on the table in the first place. By the time this comes out, who knows? I think the, who knows if the war will be over. It could still be going on, you know, so. But in other news, we are turning to. Oh, my gosh. This month, at the end of the month. Terrible twos, right? Terrible twos. (laughs) (laughs) This is the year that we get snotty as shit. Oh. (laughs) Funimation (laughs) air. I said it. (laughs) (laughs) We're only watching fan subs. Only pirated stuff. I'm only watching go go anime.pe. What the fuck you gonna do about it? <laughs> <laughs> um so in celebration of that, we are going to have QA. We're gonna be real original here, but we're gonna add, we want you to know, we want to know what your favorite anime openings are. So by the time this comes out, you probably will be too late. So we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little trailer for this uh, to promote it. We want to know what you like with anime music. Your top, your favorite, your favorite song. Favorite. And then we will post a Spotify playlist of our top 10 songs. Yeah, it's going to be hard for me because I like a lot of songs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I, why. <laughs> yeah, I did not limit myself to opening songs, although I had a couple openings. Okay. Songs. Opening, closings. Yeah, it could be, um, you You even had a background music, didn't you, Dan? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, a couple background openings, endings. Yeah, the whole, the whole gamut. Goodness gracious. You know, I've wanted to make an anime playlist for a very long time, and I haven't because I like too many things, and I can't, can't decide what's going to be on it. So. Mm-hmm. Start this, with like your top 50 and then just keep narrowing it. Down. <laughs> uh, start with all the Yoko Kano. That's her name, right? Yoko <laughs> yeah. Kano stuff. And then go. Wait, who's that? She did the soundtracks to Cowboy Bebop and Ghost oh, and Chill. Okay. I won't start with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with Lisa. 
Because that's my Lisa. girl. That's my girl. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I love her. <laughs> what about Sawano? I feel like Sawano has become the next big name. Like in the 2000s, like late 90s and 2000s, it was all about uh, Yoko Kano. And, and apologies if I'm messing up her name. Um, but yeah, the, the woman that did Cowboy Bebop and, and Ghost in the Shell. Now it's all about uh hiroyuki sawano is that mm-hmm. his name who did mm-hmm. attack on titan ost legends of the galactic heroes um reboot ost pro mare you know uh now now he's the big name in anime soundtracks i feel mm-hmm. yeah and he Tune deserves in, it he deserves in, uh, it uh bubbles it was like it was a new anime movie coming up right bubble rubble this is bubble he's bubble. doing a soundtrack for that right yeah i think so Oh, i didn't know that okay mm-hmm. i'll have to keep my eyes open for it it's an- all-star cast or staff I should say yo whatever happened to that movie we watched a trailer for and the tr- the only audible dialogue in the trailer was this yeah. woman going eh! <laughs> <laughs> i want to know what happened to yeah, her? yeah i would watch that movie it looked fucking cool yeah maybe that was just maybe well it is still 2020 it's so early in the year so maybe is it supposed quarter? to come out this year i don't know if there was a release date I don't even remember what it was called. Jasper, way yeah. to tease us with this yeah. anime movie that we got so excited <laughs> I've always, for. I've always wondered That's what why it's the called fuck a happened with that movie. We watched the trailer. And like, I, don't, I don't remember what movie it was, or, like, but I'd watch it. The trailer was good. Yeah. Oh, we haven't done a trailer in a while, have we? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's next true. week we got to talk about JJK. I mean, next episode. Mm-hmm. Is the movie dropping? Yeah. So, okay. You think I could watch the movie without having seen any of the TV show? Mm. I think my friend Finn here would be keen to go see the movie. I don't necessarily isn't object it, to. Isn't it just the a movie. Gojo uh, origin story? Yeah, it's prequel, so. Prequel. Technically, you may not have to see anything. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a prequel. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know, I'll see if my friend wants to see it. <laughs> I also thought maybe we would, we would uh, review Oren High School Host Club. Sure. Since that is what our... Since this is Matt's favorite anime, right? Who's? Uh, I don't know. Otaku Melancholy. Matt, is this your favorite anime? I thought he said that at various points. I think I remember that too. Oh, okay. And our and our name of our podcast is based off of this, so we'll discuss later. But uh, there was also somebody on our Twitter who suggested we watch. Um, it's called. Uh, it just it's on Netflix. It's called. What the fuck's it called? Kotaro lives alone. <laughs> I just was reminded of the other day in the car when you were watching a Netflix show, mm. and you said, "What did you call it?" Nobody's nobody is left alive. <laughs> oh, the uh, left for all, all of us the zombie are dead. Movie, right? Yeah, yeah, all of us are dead. <laughs> nobody left alive. Yeah, I mean, like same thing, same thing. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, yeah. Should we talk about um, what we are currently watching? That is not Moe Madness because I got something tangential that I'm actually keen to talk about. Oh, 
I'll start because I've literally watched nothing because my cat got all of her teeth taken out of her mouth and I've been just sitting, sitting on my bed watching her breathe. Mm. Mm. But I, in between that, I have been rewatching JJK because it's like comfort food. How many episodes are there of JJK right now? 24? 24? Oh, maybe I should try to watch it real quick before the movie, man. I think it's a two-court kind of situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not too many. No, and it's I very could, nice. I, could, I was yeah. really harsh on it when it first came out. But you know, once you watch it all together, it makes more sense. Hmm. Okay. What That's about it. you, Jeff? Hmm. Uh, I haven't been I've been watching like live action stuff. Yeah, uh, me too. That's what I want to talk about. Oh, I, I swear, up. if you talk about yeah. Grey's Anatomy, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, there's not as much to say about Grey's Anatomy. I, you know, I've, I'm convinced now. I'm almost caught up to where it currently is, and I'm I'm convinced now that season 15 is when the cracks start to show, and season 16 All right. is where we're really losing steam. And season 17, I'm like almost done with season 17 right now. It's like it's not bad, but it feels like it's running on fumes at this point. But you know, like 15, 14, 15 seasons is a fucking good run for a TV show. So not exactly, you know, not exactly crying over here. No, but what I got caught up with that is that is relevant to all of us is Euphoria. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I Euphoria was not the show that I was expecting. Uh, But it's the show that you needed. (laughs) No, I had kind of mixed feelings about it. And so far as like I I, drug use, huh? Well, kind of. It's like I I appreciate I understand and and appreciate why this was recommended to me by multiple people, including you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the framing of the because there were more people in my life than just the, like many many people in my life were like, oh, you know, you should watch this because it's just like the other trashy teenage dramas that you like. Are you just bragging about how many friends you have right now? <laughs> no, I'm I'm trying no. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to say that it's not just not just the two of you that that misunderstood <laughs> trashy teenage dramas because Euphoria is not a trashy teenage drama. It is not joyful or fun at all. Like it is not at all like Dawson's Creek or Gossip Girl or anything like that. In my opinion, I mean it's kind of like I, Gossip Girl. No, I don't think it's like any of these kind of shows. It is an entirely like I don't even think Euphoria is trashy. It's like this like high art you know it's like it's a high art drama which is like it's a good television show it is an objectively like good piece of work or it's like striving to be a good piece of work even when it's not always good uh because that play at the end of season two was not good but (laughs) the in general it is a good show uh and that it, it just made me feel like man have you guys sat down and watched you know the oc or like all these these kind of like 2000s trashy teenage dramas are like they're so joyful you know it's kind of like like when 
when the guy when the guy starts sleeping with his ex-girlfriend's mom in the OC, you're like, oh shit, you know, and it's like kind of like, oh, you know, and you're like cheering and jeering, and, and it's like presented to you, not in a way that it's like so wholesome, but it's presented to you in a in a very like um uh, not childish, but but like in a lighthearted fashion not not necessarily innocent but in a like certain kind of like a, moe, a little moe fashion a little you know a little bit of moe in there yeah there's a little bit of moe <laughs> but in euphoria you know when when dr mark sloan sleeps with jules it's just kind of it's oh you it's know obviously his name is cow his cow <laughs> well he's, he's not gonna dr. be dr mark, mark sloan <laughs> from grace his name is memorial cow. hospital to me yeah tiny penis <laughs> <laughs> no, Dr. Mark Sloan has a big penis, thank you. This is establishing yeah, there's, there's no crossover between these two shows, okay? Let's just, let's I just know, because Dr. There. Mark Sloan would never fucking behave like this. Oh my god. But anyway, when Dr. Mark Sloan sleeps with Jules, it's, it's presented to you, like, it is obviously fucked up, and it's presented to you as being fucked up, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, like, when this happens in the OC, like, they don't there's not this element of realism that is like, yeah, of course that's actually fucked up. If this happens in real life, it would be wildly inappropriate and kind of gross. But like the OC just kind of glosses, like all these kind of shows just kind of well, gloss over the fact that these things are fucked up because it's not really supposed to be a realistic well, you don't actually see it. of people. That's the thing. In those shows, you don't actually see the acts that are happening. Yeah. But even if you saw it, it wouldn't, I don't think it would be portrayed in a way that's like, so, but, but well, it, yeah, I guess to your point, I mean, maybe I'm thinking about this wrong. Maybe it's more like, of course they don't show it because it's not really about, you know, like the reality it's, it's about, you know, kind of the emotion the situation, the novelty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Versus Euphoria's depiction of, of all these very fucked up things that are happening and very like inappropriate things that are happening that Euphoria is very like, has an element of, of realism to it. That's not, joyful at all it's not fun it's not like i was ever cheering or jeering for any given character i was just like oh dude this is just depressing you know <laughs> and they said this is supposed to be kids meet so what did the 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 showrunner say that he wanted to make a tv show that was like kids meets um i forget what he said exactly mm-hmm. but yeah it's depressing in the same way kids is depressing yeah right yeah i agree yeah. with that i cannot watch kids yeah, it's a, it's a brutal movie. Yeah, well, it's br- too brutal for me. That's the kind of stuff I can't handle. I can handle blood, yeah. gore, like whatever. But like yeah. kids doing drugs and like the th- oh no, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah, no. I I thought I thought Euphoria was was not so not so far removed from that style of brutality. Mm. Like I get what you're saying, but I feel like kids is still worse. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, I also think it's worse. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Because like all believable. the kids in well, all the kids in Euphoria have like um more or less like loving parents. Like they have like people to to like assist them on their on their journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they aren't just like left for dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially Ash. Oh, my poor boy. My poor boy. I know that that, <sighs> that ending sequence with Ash was definitely one of the highlights of the show so far to me. Just mm. every everything about the uh 
his his last couple episodes was, was oh, terrific. Yeah. I'm so sad for Fezco, man. He has yeah, to protect sure. him so hard. For sure. Yeah, this is like the last big, you know, monoculture culture shows. I think that's also why I wanted you to watch it, Dan, because it is like like the whole internet was blowing up basically. Yeah, for the show, it's huge. Yeah. I, I read that it's the second most viewed show ever on HBO behind Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah, hmm? and this and I hear about it. I hear about it at the gym. I hear about it at Socialist Alternative. I hear about it in my friend group. Like I know people are paying attention to this show. Mm. I'm, I'm also I'm I'm very glad that I watched it to see what the deal was. But I was just kind of like because of the way it was recommended to me. Like oh you know this is just like Dawson's <laughs> Creek, but like well you know, I you, did you'll say definitely it love it. Like, I was like yo this ain't yeah. like Dawson's Creek at all. Well because yeah hell? Dawson's Creek is literally like the milk toast version of Euphoria. <laughs> like. Yeah, the, nothing and nothing actually bad happens in Dawson's Creek. These people freak out over nothing. <laughs> I know that's what, the, but that's part of the joy. That's but part anyway, of the joy of it. I thought that Euphoria was like like Gossip Girl, but uh, like the millennial version or like the Gen Z version. So I'm so watching like people are. I feel like people in this gener, like in the upcoming generation, are more um, in tune to this kind of like television yeah well that yeah i do agree with that although i question whether modern teenage lives are really like euphoria i mean things must have gone real haywire over the last 20 years since i was last a teenager you know, i mean this is the life that teenagers currently live like i i never in my entire life have spoken about women the way that the characters <laughs> in this show speak about women i've never even heard other and I, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but I'm just saying in my own personal life, I have never even heard men talk about women like this, mm -hmm. like in my proximity. Well, I feel like like the the like the I don't want to say that like the parents in the show were bad, like they were just terrible parents because like I'm not a parent, I don't know what it's like. But my friends growing up in high school had that much freedom to do whatever mm. they really like wanted, kind of. Um, so I do think it is pretty realistic in that sense. Like a lot of kids, like a lot of my friends, they could do whatever they wanted. They could go wherever they wanted. Their parents didn't like check in on them. Like I had, I had to um, have my mom call the other person's parents and talk to them before I even went over to their house. Um, I had to like get dropped off. I had to get picked up. Um, right, okay. if somebody was taking me home, like they had to like talk to the person who was taking me home. <laughs> and then like, when oh, I got shit, into okay. like high school, like I had like my curfew was 1130 and I struggled with that one. I was like, yeah. please midnight, please. Like it was like, it went from like 10 PM to like 1130 to like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm. I've seen, I've seen, uh, a lot of people's lives that are kind of like ruse so okay mm -hmm. yeah i think this for me this show was a little too realistic mm. oh interesting okay mm -hmm. I, I guess i just lived a charmed childhood yeah I, well my brother is basically rue so that mm. uh, okay. can relate to that in Tough. that regard yeah mm -hmm. I had to like stop it multiple times. I was like, I don't want to watch this shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, 
it's it's so it's kind of addictive it's like a it basically is a, a drug in a way because mm-hmm. you're like watching you're like mm, i don't like any of these people but i can't stop i can't put it down <laughs> i want to know what happens next the whole time i would be yelling like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like interesting yeah this this never prompted the kind of interaction that because i i would yell like what the fuck are you doing if i was watching gossip girl but uh with euphoria didn't prompt any interaction out of me it was just straight like you know yeah. this is this is art you know it struggles like with that high level television like, you know is it a film it's it's like too much of a film and not enough tv where it's not yeah. like where the, a lot of the shows you like dan are more melodrama melodramatic yes and like soap operas mm-hmm. yes you know this is yeah. just straight up film for tv and I, well, I was I was surprised that Drake and Future were pulling the strings on this, and for kind of that reason, because Drake is coming from Degrassi, and I also just assumed that like, oh, you know, it's going to be like, like I I assumed it would be like Gossip Girl or Dawson's Creek or whatever, because it's like, oh well, this is this is the world that Drake came up in in his acting career, so he's probably going back to it. He, he must have a fluent understanding of it, but no, he's going for like high art, high level television, yeah, which is no, cool, think, which is uh, fine. I respect that. Like, I'm I think not, Drake's I don't trying wanna... to erase Degrassi from his from his. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. I don't think he's apparently. ever like, I feel like I've seen interviews with him where he does not like being known as Degrassi. Mm. Yeah, I can understand. That's fair. Yeah, I, uh, speaking of, of the, the Gossip Girl of Gen Z, I'm currently watching the Pretty new iteration of Gossip Girl. Oh. No, the new iteration of Gossip Girl that HBO is doing, where it's supposed to be like modern, modern day teenagers. And it's, it's bad. It's not even bad in a like entertaining way. It's just a bad TV show. Mm, hate to see it happen. Yeah, I know. I'm going to watch the reboot of Sex and the City after this, and I also expect that'll be bad. But I got to know. <laughs> Curiosity kills a cat. Mm-hmm. Kills my brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave you all some homework for the Moe episode. I did good. I watched Strawberry Marshmallow. I watched Asobi Asobasa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I also watched Asobi. Asobase. Asobase. I had to say this multiple times in my head and out loud. Asobase. Asobi. Asobase. Asobi? Asobi? Asobi. Did Sobi go out of business? That's a real question. I, oh, I haven't seen Asobi in a long I time. I know. We've, we've been looking for uh, Asobis for you. Oh, thanks. I, I appreciate that, actually, because I'm dying for that Sobi that looks like Pepto-Bismol. I love that, that shit. I haven't seen it in years. I don't know why I don't just look it up on the internet. I just keep forgetting that. I'll look it up right now. Anyway, go on. So, we talked a lot about what Moe is in the last episode, or what we thought Moe was. And I figured, since we we got our general discussions out of the way, um, that we would talk about like the differences and similarities in all of these types of shows and what makes them moe. 
Have your feelings changed, Dan? Have you have you've uh, developed any sort of emotional connection with these characters? Yeah. No. Okay, it's not the answer I wanted to hear. <laughs> not really. Yeah. Uh, so I watched. I didn't really get anything out of Strawberry Marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Asobi Asobase had me laugh pretty pretty regularly. Oh I was laughing, you know, two or three times per episode now i, I think i'm like... broken <laughs> <laughs> i feel broken why i li- i've <laughs> i i cannot with that show you didn't thought you didn't find it funny i thought it was no, really funny it was like, a struggle like there were a couple there were a couple bits that um i thought were funny but that, did i laugh out loud no <laughs> I was like like huh, when cute. when Hanako shows up outside of school and they're all like, oh, they're all it's the first time they've seen each other outside of their school uniforms. And, and they're like, oh, you know, you look so mature whatever. I wonder what Hanako is going to wear. And then she shows up in that like absolutely <laughs> grotesque outfit with weird horns. It was like, oh, this is what all the trendy people in Narajuku wear. Yeah. That sure made me laugh really hard. Huh. You know, I thought that was really funny. Nope. Yeah. I also found it very charming and hysterical. I was laughing. I only haven't laughed as much since <laughs> Osamatsukun. Mm-hmm. I, th- <laughs> I think I have a different level of humor than you guys. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Even, even I like poop and fart jokes, I'm all about in real life. They, when they were under the table, and the girl's butt is in the other girl's face. And she's like, please don't fart. And she's like, I hope this girl doesn't fart right now. And she's like, oh, my God, my butt needs, my butt needs, my to, butt be, needs to breathe. To breathe. Yeah. I hope it's not loud. I'm just like, yeah, OK, <laughs> got it. Yeah, I thought that was I also thought that was funny. It made me feel like I should remember butt breathing. I should use that in my <laughs> daily lexicon you know, if I fart. <laughs> my butt just needed to breathe. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my butt's got it. Like when you say it out loud, way. it makes me laugh. But like watching the girls do it made made oh man, no, they just it's the it's the very quiet like timid demeanors from that like do a one eighty into just pure shrieking that I like could not handle. It was either like oh, okay. zero volume or like a million volume, and mm. I couldn't handle them. It's very hyper. It's like the a hyper version of uh, um, it makes me think of of uh, um, Excel Saga mm. and how hyper that show was. Mm. And just sort of like, yeah, like to your point, it goes from zero to a hundred. And then you get screeching and yelling. But that, yeah. you know, that to me, that's that slapstick is what makes it work. Yeah. I also yeah thought the slapstick angle of it was was pretty funny. And, I, I like their facial expressions. You know, when we think of zero to a hundred, they would kind of go from, as you say, being their like kind of timid schoolgirl normal selves to having these like really dramatic facial expressions of, of shock or horror or, or abject disdain and hatred. 
uh, and those those like shocking facial expressions, oh, yeah, that really got a laugh out of me. Which is the opposite of strawberry marshmallow, where it's deadpan and mm-hmm. very like silent and sort of quiet, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, yeah, I didn't. I guess I didn't think of strawberry marshmallow as being a comedy per se. I mean, it seemed like a just slice of life. You know, or like I didn't barely registered to me that it was supposed to be funny. Uh, and honestly, I just felt kind of bad at various points watching the show. Like I, I felt <laughs> bad for the kid and in, in the class that keeps getting sent out into the hallway. And I kind of understood that that was supposed to be funny, but I yeah. didn't find it funny. I just found it depressing. And same with with the way they treated uh, Mew. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I get that Miu is like supposed to be the funny one. And then when people lash out at her, like in response to her being obnoxious, like she's supposed to be funny because she's obnoxious. Then when people mm-hmm. react to her obnoxiousness, then, you know, it's like supposed to be more funny or like more lighthearted or something. But mm-hmm. I, I just felt kind of depressed after a while. I was like, dude, they're. They're really kind of mean to this person, you know, yeah, and like she's, she's like clearly <laughs> kind of she's insu- annoying. Well, she's, uh, I, I she's doing very annoying things to people. I actually like really like related to Mew. <laughs> and so hmm. there was like that um, instance where the um, where the older sister is uh, like paying more attention to um, the new girl. Yeah. And yeah. Mew's like out because she yeah. used to get all of these things done to her and now doesn't because of the new girl because she's getting mm-hmm. like because what's her name Anna Anna's getting Anna. more attention mm-hmm. than um, her and like she runs out crying and then like I'm like oh shit like that's me that's me right there <laughs> yeah it, it just made me feel bad that that, mm-hmm. that episode made me feel bad like they're they're just kind of brutal to Mew, and I, I get that she's obnoxious, but yeah, I don't know. Like I just I just felt bad that she was not exactly bullied by her friends, but was like, well, she's bullied because she, she is the bully. In. She is a bully too. Yeah, like she picks on them. She knows exactly what she knows exactly what everybody's triggers are, and then just like does it anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I also questioned why a college kid was hanging out with all these little kids all the time. And I, I get that like, Oh, it's her, <coughs> excuse me. It's her little sister and her friend group. And there's something to be said for like, yeah, you know, I just hung out with my little sister and friends. And, but eventually I'm like, do you not have friends in your own peer group? Like, why are you hanging out with people? Fucking like, there's one thing to spend the day with, with a bunch of little kids. It's another thing where like, day after day all i do is hang out with a bunch of little kids like it's it's kind of weird i think hmm yeah i can't say i can relate to that hmm. i can i've been at daycare for a long time <laughs> part of my overprotective parents was that i had to be in daycare until i was 13 so hmm. <laughs> yeah well you had a younger younger sibling but yeah. not like we're not talking like ten years, you know, eight ten years difference, right? Yeah, I'm like, at, mm, my sister's five years. Five years, okay. Yeah, so what? I mean, a little, 
the mm, I feel like I was mature for my age, but <laughs> you know. Well, this is this is as I understood this. This was like a a girl, like a twenty year old girl, hanging out with a bunch of like six year olds all the time. Oh, they're not six. Six, eight, yeah, they're not year six. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Sixth grade to twelve year olds to twenty year old mm-hmm. spending all of their time with a bunch of twelve year olds. Mm. Yeah, I had to like re familiarize myself with that age because I'm like, they did like they, they seem like they're yeah, like to your point, they're acting like elementary school kids. I but then honestly, I had to remember like twelve year old, eleven and twelve. That's still pretty young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they. I think they seem younger because of how their art style is mm-hmm. you know i mean like even the old even the older sister was has the same art style but like the things that she does like smoking and like driving her moped or whatever <laughs> those are all like adult things but yeah. the little the littler girls they um they that's why i mean like moe sometimes like they still like they they don't really care about boys yet they're still mm. like in the in the baby doll playing with baby dolls and like playground games kind of thing. Right. Hmm. So what what do you like like what what are the big merits of strawberry marshmallow to you, Amelia? Um I honestly the group dynamic hmm. I think is really like stellar in this one just because um each i mean like each person has like their specific role that they bring to the friend group even mm-hmm. you know the older sister um but the character interactions were kind of like you could kind of predict what was going to happen like how the character was going to re- react mm. but um the situations themselves were just really cute where would you put it or would you rate it next to um Kayon? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, not Kaon. Um, oh, I'm like Lucky Star. Oh, they came out relatively Ooh. close to each other. They did. Um, that's you know. Hmm, that's interesting. Lucky Star is my top ten, top number one, ten out of ten forever. If I could give it an eleven, I would give it an eleven, but I can't. Hmm. So it's a ten. Um, Strawberry Marshmallow. Honestly, that's a solid nine. I think it does uh, Moe very well, extremely well. Very mundane things that happen. Um, nothing ever is like really so bad that the girls can't uh, figure out how to overcome it. You know, like uh, <laughs> the episode where they make the ashtray for the older sister and mm-hmm. they're trying to stay awake because they're all sleeping. Um, so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. This is heartwarming. Yeah, I think I want to say I've only got to the episode two initially, Mm -hmm. in in the initial run when it was airing. Mm -hmm. But I, I think I felt the same way as I did then, as I do now. Mm -hmm. As in, I I found it to be cute and endearing, but I didn't, I didn't find myself like excited to watch the next episode. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense, like I just like I enjoyed it while it was on. Mm-hmm. As a sort of a, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, you got you had Azamanga Dio around the same, like the same year, basically. And they were both published in the same 
publication. So I think like they share a lot of the same DNA mm -hmm. and I don't, so I think, so now you got like, we were talking about Asobase and I think this is the, you can see the DNA of these shows in that, in this current, you know, 2018 show, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but oh, yeah. with fresh coat of paint, you know, mm -hmm. it's like a little bit more modern, mm -hmm. um, different kind of energy. They're mm. both in middle school, but they they don't act necessarily the same. <laughs> just, uh, you know, I don't know. Like there, there's there's a lot of similarities. I mean, even Anna mm -hmm. is supposed to be she's American, right, or English? Yeah, something like that. And then in uh, Sobi, they have um, Olivia. Olivia. Yeah, yeah, which she's kind of like pretending to be. American uh, is that how I, yeah. how you guys interpret it? They, they, yes, absolutely. She and she annoyed the fuck out of me. Oh, no, her cuteness, her cuteness, trying to cover up that she is she actually is born in Japan. Her parents are just foreigners. Like, <laughs> I I couldn't handle no. But it I was did, not cute. To I me. did think it was interesting that both Anna and Olivia had similar premises of their characters. That they're both, mm -hmm. you know foreigners born and raised in japan and they both speak fluent japanese but go to school and pretend they don't speak japanese in order to avoid social <laughs> interactions and get out of school work. <laughs> it's like uh, maybe maybe that's a little bit more of a trope than than i mm -hmm. appreciated yeah and i mean that's what i was trying to say when in the last episode when i was saying like there are certain moe shows that have laid the foundation for like newer moe shows to mm. build off of and that's why you get all of these different like style of moe show but like kind of the same like similar tropes mm -hmm. you know i feel like um especially in like I don't think there's a foreign character in Bang Dream, but like in Bang Dream, they have a lot of this like same characters, character tropes mm -hmm. for the friend group kind of thing. Um, no, I was just going to just touch back on Olivia again, because I think if I had to choose my, my favorite character. No, nah, it would probably still be Honda, the Hanako. Yeah, mine too. Hmm. Also, the butt, the butt laser thing. Had me, had me die. Oh yeah, that was really funny. I, <laughs> I think a lot of asobe asobase has to do with um, imagination and imagining mm -hmm. what the things that they are doing would be like in real life. And I just can't picture it. So yeah. I'm like, eh, not funny. <laughs> like when they spill the water in, from the pool and they tell the principal, oh, Olivia peed. And then the principal's like, is it really peed? And drinks it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you can see the detective Conan, like in the shadow. Yeah. And you hear the yeah, theme music. When in doubt, find out. Yeah. Yeah, Hanako is definitely uh, my favorite of, of the three main girls in Asobi Asabase. Uh, yeah. The most, most funny and the most uh, kind of uh, intriguing character premise that she's like secretly kind of cool and interesting, but just fails so miserably at, at leveraging that into being a popular girl. And she like, so desperately wants to be popular, but can't quite figure out how to get there or can't quite see how that's like kind of of, of limited merit anyway. Um, 
But yeah, she was real funny. Um, do we have any favorite characters in Strawberry Marshmallow? Oh, I love the older sister and Mew. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the older sister, Nobue, she's mm-hmm. probably the most relatable for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my favorite in Strawberry Marshmallow as well, mm-hmm. the older sister. You know, the character I hate in all of them are usually the characters that are like um, very soft spoken and very like feminine and like can't do things for themselves and are like too scared to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> like Matsuri from uh, Strawberry Marshmallow and then like the teacher, the, um, the club uh, what, representative. Yeah. The teacher representative and, <laughs> and also Beyaso Base. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> woman. Yeah, well, the uh, the girl with the glasses in Asobi Asobase is a little bit in that mold as well. Of the three mm-hmm. main girls, she would be the one of, of that mold. Uh, but of course, she's she's pretty entertaining in her own right for being a weird, you know, boys' life fanatic and and having this like, or boys' life, boys' love, sorry, boys' love fanatic, and mm. having this this kind of random streak of, of aggressiveness to her you know mm. like when they actually play the games she gets like so gung-ho and and so uh yeah intense about it like the shoving like the shoving game when she suddenly bends over backwards like at the waist into a full you know like yeah 180 uh you know full arch and i that that should made me yeah, I was laughing out loud. I thought that was really funny when she did those. She did those. The daikon scene where they're like trying to pull their legs, disconnect each other. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. The scene where um, Olivia cuts her bangs. She cuts her hair and then she cuts her bangs and they're like, oh, just comb, comb some forward and, and cut. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, stop cutting your hair. <laughs> like, ah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's quick firing, you know, the humor. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you get three kind of three short episodes within an episode Mm -hmm. versus strawberry marshmallow is so much more drawn out over the entire episode, like the the plot. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, cause I I think a strawberry marshmallow was being more, more like, cause yeah, more slice of daily life and more like vibe oriented. You know, mm-hmm. supposed to like give you this certain calming feeling, this moe feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. A Sobiaso Base would not necessarily register with me as being moe or, or that that was supposed to be a, a goal, you know. I would have said, oh, this is just straight comedy. The moe angle of it was, was understated to me. Mm. It's like, um, <laughs> the reason why I picked this one to watch is because it's kind of like Nietzsche Joe. It has a very distinct, uh, like artistic style. Yeah. Um, while maintaining that, like three little things per episode, three jokes per episode kind of thing. Yeah. Clearly this is the kind of humor I like because I, I loved Nietzsche Joe as well. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Is it, is it yeah. girls doing, doing cute things? things? No, no, I don't think I don't either of these shows are. Shows are. Hmm. Hmm. What shows do you think that you've seen? 
that are cute girls doing cute things. Uh, mm-hmm. Yuru Camp. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's an element of that new game. Yeah. Uh, so what's the subject matter? Does it like what's the cute thing? Does it have to be a well? That that to me is is the key angle of this, and and why mm-hmm. you know when I think of cute girls doing cute things, that is more than just cute girls. Is not necessarily cute things, but it has to be like it's oriented around an activity that is done cutely and mm-hmm. doing it, doing it cutely is a pretty loose, you know, like what does it mean to camp in a cute <laughs> manner? You know, like, I don't know. Like, How do you that, that's a pretty cutely? vague idea. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's about the thing, you know, like when you're, when you're watching Yuru camp, it is a show about camping and, but there's like, that is the plot is camping yeah, that is the thing that they do cutely is to go camping. Mm. Um, same with new game, like it's video game production. Like what what is it that they do? They do video game production. You know, the the whole show is oriented mm. around this activity that they are doing every episode. You know, that is the premise of the show is that these cute girls are doing this singular activity, and we don't see all that much beyond the singular activity. And I think that that is a similar type of, of angle with, you know, kind of the, the other side of the coin, which is beautiful boys doing things beautifully. You know, it's the same, like, you know, Kuroko's basketballs. They just play basketball, you know, IQ. They just play volleyball free. They just swim. There's not really much more to these stories. They are beautiful boys they play basketball, you know, and every, everything revolves around this activity that they do beautifully. Mm. What else do boys do than sports? Politics. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. As my, my personal, as, as I've, I think I said last episode, this is my, my, one of my personal hot, hot takes on this is that legend of the legend of the black heroes <laughs> reboot is a beautiful boys doing things beautifully genre of show. Or type of show. Mm. Yeah, I well, I finished a place further from the universe. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. I've been meaning to watch that one. This was under the cute girls doing cute things, and they they go to Alaska or Antarctica rather, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they have to uh, get on this damn boat. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of different things. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of like. Mm, it's not like a concentrated version of like, yeah, it's like not specific to one task other than just going to a, to a place. It's like, but that could be in any, any anime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this, I, I see why it was so highly rated when it, when it was airing. Um, really enjoyed it though. I think it was, it stands out from like, for the last shows from that era, I guess, or that time mm. mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. year. So how uh, you got to get to the Southern tip of Argentina to get to Antarctica, Australia. <clears throat> I think that's where they flew to. I, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Um, okay. But yeah, like it, it took what five episodes to get there. Mm-hmm. It's very much a build up to that. 
and like the characters really inter- their interpersonal relationships hmm. much more developed than any of the shows on the list that you gave us Amelia. at least mm-hmm. from what i've seen I, I haven't watched a whole bunch of bang dream i haven't watched a bunch of k-on yeah but like yeah. super it made it hmm it's a more like realistic portrayal of i think of um feminine or female relationships in general mm-hmm. is like and the tight bond that you could create i mean with any i guess it doesn't matter if it's female or male but i think it was focused on from a feminist sort of approach mm-hmm. there weren't any like sh- you know, like there wasn't any sexual uh um situations like there wasn't really any nudity you know it's mm-hmm. sort of like pure pure unadulterated girl. you know pure girls supporting each other <laughs> Yeah, and that's kind of like uh, what the uh, do I want to say this? Do I want to say it? It's kind of like the basis of Moe is that is like girls coming together to support each other. That's kind of why I chose that and put that one on the list because you know a lot of these shows um, there aren't really any male um, presence in them, um, and if they are, it's usually like a female that is um, more masculine, you know, like with Kobayashi, you know. But it's not to say that they're all feminist works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With, with that in mind, you know what I mean? You know, it's just about the girl bond. Girls bonding. <laughs> Girls making some crafts and having a great time. <laughs> Yeah, as we're talking about the lack of male characters <clears throat> in this in these kinds of shows, I'm thinking about Azumanga Dayo and, and the creepy teacher, which I thought was the funniest part of Azumanga Dayo. And, and <laughs> yeah, when he goes, "My wife," you know, it's still it's still funny to me. Yeah, still funny to me. Um, Akebi does have more parents than any Moe show I've watched thus far. <laughs> I know, right? They are. And they have eyes. You can see their eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Akebi is so cute. It's not like, there's no reason for this show to be so cute. Hmm. Yeah, I wrote wrote if Akebi and Haruhi existed in the same world, they would be rivals. Ooh. Mmm. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Mm. I think Akebi would kind of just want to friend her real hard. Yeah, but Har- that's the thing. Har- he, I don't think she would have it. It would be like some sort of... Uh, what would happen? Yeah. <laughs> Gossip girl. Gossip girl. Oh my god. <laughs> there'd be two different camps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there'd be the Harihi camp and the Akebi camp. And the Akebi camp would kill them with kindness. Wow. Actually, maybe uh, maybe uh, Kebby and um, and uh, Asahina would have to like battle it out. Maybe there would be some kind of like moe battle for who is the most moe because uh, Haruhi was the one that was like amping up Asahina as being like the most moe. Like, look at her. Yeah, <laughs> she's like this is the epitome of moe. Oh, and so what was the the name of our main guy in, in Haruhi Suzumiya was Kion. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, what if Kion started dating uh, Akebi? Yeah. Mm. How would Haruhi take that? Oh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> now, that's, that's an anime crossover fanfic that I'd like to read. Oh, shit. Christelle, please <laughs> write this fanfic for us. <laughs> I also think this is a Moe style show set in a Miyazaki film. Because mm. they live in some like European looking oh, they, oh, countryside they. with a stone house and bridge. I know. The one girl was like, wow, look at this really weird, cool house like in the middle of nowhere. And then she's like, oh, wait, Akebi, that's your house? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, how does, how does Akebi's mom afford this? <laughs> but then I realized the dad's, you know, off in the city making all his money. <laughs> mm. Typical salary man. Oh my gosh, the fact that they text all the time, like, warms my heart so much. Her and her dad just, like, text each other all the time about, like, I, their relationship is kind of like, um, like, two gal pals <laughs> <laughs> gossiping, and I love it so much. I'm like, Dad, you know how to text. You should be texting me like this. <laughs> mm. So I'm only about four episodes into a cabbie. I, I, watched, I watched the first episode when it, you know, when it dropped. Mm -hmm. And then for this, I wanted to keep watching because I was like, I wasn't, I was impressed with the animation, but I was, I didn't particularly love the story, which is the point, right? There is no story necessarily in the first mm -hmm. episode, it's just like establishing the the setting and the character mm -hmm. uh, who loves Sailor Fuku's, it's the uh, appreciation for Sailor Fuku anime. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the moe tropes maybe could be fetishized, but um, the way the shows handle it is not fetishized at all. I feel mm. like a kebi. Yeah, like you know things like a kebi. Hmm. Yeah, I could I see this going in a real bad, <laughs> like in a bad way, but. Yeah, I was trying to struggle with that. I'm like, it is, it's like, it's on that borderline of being sexually suggestive and like mm -hmm. girls laying on each other's laps. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the, the seeing through, through the way they rendered skin through the clothing and sort of like this, it's just, I mean, I, I liked, I mean, I was, I was actually enjoying it. So mm -hmm. I think, um, I mean, I say that, but I think, Akebi is doing it. It kind of is more like more on the Yuri side of this Moe stuff because it's not like you like the the way the girls interact with each other. I don't know if like girls would normally interact that way with each other. Like they're just very touchy feely, you know, they just like mm -hmm. and like the scenes like when their clothes are wet. Yeah, like you're kind of just like hmm are they acting this way because they like each other and that's what's going on here or does someone just have an appreciation for good animation <laughs> you know the, the, the manga the source materials looks just like this they did it it's it's like hyper <laughs> hyper rendered you know it's not it's not um simplified like some of the other moe shows we've watched mm. where like really you know uh minimalist look Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's more this is more rendered in a realistic way 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the whole Yuri angle, I was curious about. What does the fan community seem to think? Hmm. I don't know. I'm not in the Yuri community. <laughs> this is why we need a phone line. Yeah. We're yeah. live. Like, call in now and tell us what you think. <laughs> you watch some of the uh, of Kebby, right, Dan? Uh, I watched first episode. First episode. What do you think? You think it was Moe? Yeah. I think it was Moe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the Moe of it. Yeah, yeah. It was is now I've I've kind of decided that Moe is not a, a genre of in and of itself, but a descriptor, you know, to be used on you know on very on whatever kind of show. And yeah, this this struck me as being Moe. You know, I mean the the girl was cute. She was innocent. She was. Uh, you know, kind of going about her daily life. Yeah. I saw the, the feeling of innocence that you're supposed to want to protect. Yeah. How about that girl sniffing her nail clippers? <laughs> what was this? What episode was this? Uh, I think first episode. Really? Oh. Oh. Okay. I was like, hashtag relatable. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl, you do that at home. You don't do that in public. <laughs> well, there was a scene where one of the students wants to send leg pictures and then ends up sending more of a quote, like close to being lewd photo because mm-hmm. her mom walks in. Mm. And I'm like, this is totally a body pillow. This is, they literally just made this a body pillow. They could just take this <laughs> frame. <laughs> and printed on a body pillow. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, she's sprawled out and there's like just enough leg to be provocative, mm-hmm. just enough shoulder, you know. Yeah. Just kind of laying to the side. That's mm-hmm. how I'm like, is this supposed to be Yuri? Just like that. I don't send pictures Yuri like vibes. that to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've never sent a picture like that to my friends. True enough. <laughs> They're also like t- they're they're lanky. Uh, the character designs in Akebi are almost you know it's going back to the um, clamp style, mm-hmm. but with really cute faces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're very esque you know, because like even mm. Clanad, their like eyes oh, were yeah. so big and like their mouths were very close to the nose area. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like once you once you watch an episode or two you kind of like don't see it anymore like i felt the same when i was watching clinette i was like oh yeah this is how it looks you know mm. but this becomes a norm yeah but in the beginning i'm like wow whoa this is an art style they made a decision here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Strawberry Marshmallow had a similar kind of art style, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Big eyes and tiny, tiny mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much more simplified, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Than, uh, you know. Hmm. So then what is, um, what is Dragon made? Because I feel like a lot of people 
would say that Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is a moe show. But it's also got a lot of different things happening. It's also kind of like the same formula where like there's like a couple different things that happen in the episode that are kind of like the jokes or whatever, you know. Yeah. But it's also got this overarching plot of Toru not supposed not not supposed to be not how do I say that? What's that sentence? Toru's not supposed to be in this world. And her father's upset about it. So by the end, there's some kind of battle that they have to do. Yeah, I I question the moe-ness of Kobayashi's, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid as a whole. Uh, I feel like I have come to understand moe better. And certainly Kobayashi has moe elements to it. Like, it's got mm-hmm. the the old the old dragon girl that you like so much who's very oh, moe little kana yeah little kana very moe but mm-hmm. as a whole you know the show that's just one part of a larger whole and as a whole mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think it's that moe and i don't think it's trying to to be that moe you know mm-hmm. as a moe character but that's about it yeah that's how i read it what would you categorize it then is it cute girls doing cute things then? Or? Well, no, I don't even think it's cute girls doing cute things. I, I mean, I, I don't know, a, a lighthearted drama, a, like comedy drama, slice of life mm-hmm. kind of show. I don't know. Maybe it's less less genre exercising than than maybe we first thought of it. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, some of my favorite scenes in Kobayashi are just the most mundane ones where they're like, you need to go to the grocery store or <laughs> making a French press or whatever it was pour over, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just sort of that simple, simple life. But I wonder if Kiyoani had a lot to do with how it feels like it's a drama and that, you know, there's a, there's a, <coughs> an antagonist and there needs to be some sort of battle, decisive battle at the end. Mm. You know, if it is, then that's good on them because it kind of appeals to a larger audience. Yeah, but I don't think that's certainly not some kind of prerequisite for Kyoto animation. And so far as Violent Evergarden never had elements of that. Haruhi Suzumiya never had elements of like primary antagonist and some kind of conflict or battle that's getting resolved. Well, I mean, there is the military in, in uh, Violent Evergarden. There's the, I forgot what they were called, but the opposing force that she's, um, but she was fighting, right? Yeah. There's well, yeah, but they don't have. At least I don't remember there being like battle scenes per se. I mean, they they bring up battle, and so far as she's a war veteran, and this impacts as she currently is. You know that she suffers from trauma, you know, in her daily life, which she's trying, you know, working to to overcome. Uh, but it's not like she's 
seeking mental health so that she can get back on the front lines and go, you know, go back to battle, you know, like the, uh, the, the, the war is used as a, you know, the, the, the battles are used as a, a device to generate trauma in her life that gives her, yeah, the, the emotional depth rather than being a plot point that they're like really, um, grappling with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely more episodic. I guess I'm thinking of the last few episodes where they're on that train and she has to take that bomb off the, the train. Yeah. Uh, the, the, your memory is better than mine then. Okay. That's I, only, uh, I only finished it like a month ago. Oh, oh okay. okay. Well, <laughs> like, there's a bomb. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe maybe you're right. <laughs> I, I don't remember it clearly enough. You're 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 uh, you're like, outmatching there was a huge battle here. at the end wasn't there she was like okay, trying to well, fight for the one that she loved okay i just straight up don't remember that so sorry about that maybe i'm wrong <laughs> but the fact that you don't remember it just goes to show you that the show that's that's not the primary like you know her going to different houses and writing for people is the important part that's like the yeah the bread and the butter mm-hmm. i remember she like jumped in the lake at some point something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah, she? yeah she like learns mm-hmm. how to type or something like that she learns to read and write <laughs> well, i thought I, wasn't that a big dramatic thing when she like jumps in a pool of water i mean reason? i feel like the whole thing was dramatic yeah <laughs> yeah i know yeah she's trying to she's trying to leap across the yeah the little lake pond uh, yeah, is, yeah yeah and yeah she yeah. can't make yeah. it she's like i'm gonna run across the water like a you know i'm in uh a Miyazaki movie or something. Mm. She just lands in it. We're very close. Okay. Yeah. I don't think Violent Evergarden's that Moe. Did you say Violent? <laughs> Did you say Violent? <laughs> violent, Violent. Yeah, that's a Violent. Yeah, Violet, Violet Evergarden. Not Moe. Moe. You, you don't want to protect little Violet, violence, violent Violet. <laughs> yeah, no. her name should have been Violence. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, she doesn't part. Um, she doesn't strike me as a character that's weak, that, but makes me want to protect her. And honestly, I'm, is is Haruhi Suzumiya that moe either? Like now, I'm now I'm questioning, like just just how many shows are moe anyway? Is it? Like, Isn't uh, Moe? That's. I mean, uh, I feel like it, I. To uh, personally, I feel like it gets put into the Moe box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I does. Yeah. Only really like Asahina is Moe about it. Like, mm, <coughs> so similar to Kobe. He's a, a bit annoying. I feel like to be a moe character but mm. i don't know then we get miu from strawberry marshmallow who is also very annoying <laughs> but it's clearly a moe character yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's self self-referential in hierarchy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think it's like it's playing off it's it's playing off it's like meta it's it's one of the it's one of the only meta moe shows where it's it's aware of itself right yeah that's true I don't know if if Haruhi Suzumiya existed in real life, I would definitely want to be her friend, if not date her. <laughs> so not Moe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess not. 
<laughs> when did um, Haruhi come out? Early 2000s, right? I think it's 2005 or 6. 2006. Oh, okay. Mid-2000s. I think there's a lot of similarities, not in plot, but just in, like, vibe between that and Lucky Star, and they came out around the same time. Like, Lucky Star is, like, very meta as well. Yeah. But Lucky Lucky Star strikes me as being more clearly Moe. True. It's true. But I think that's because of the art style, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that plays a big... Maybe that is the deciding factor, actually. Yeah. Yeah, which is why I think shows like uh, Girls Last Tour and... Um, Made in Abyss. Made in Abyss are all like... To me, those are Moe. Yeah. I guess Made in Abyss less so, because like main, one of the main characters is, is a boy. But a robot boy. So, you know. Hmm. But, but are they? Hmm. I'm like, I'm like thinking back on like all of the things that we've talked about, like the core girl group kind of thing, like the, the room that everybody's drawn to. I don't know if Girls Last Tour really exhibits that Moe vibe, just Moe and art style, I guess. Yeah, I mean, arguably the room they're drawn to in Girls' Last Tour is their tank. Oh. I'm going to argue that. All right, I like it. <laughs> That's my argument. So, so uh, Girls and Panzer is that, it's, you know, it's, it's concentrated around tanks and blowing stuff up. Oh, yeah. For no particular reason to just, you know, it's cute. Yeah. Is that you know? Is it Moe? It's Moe. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's beyond the boundary, Moe. You know, I thought you know, but maybe it just has Moe Moe characters. Can you can you have can you be a cute girls but doing cute things show without being Moe? Mm. Like you could be Moe without be doing being cute girls doing cute things. Strawberry Marshmallow was a clear, clear-cut example of this. Moe show, but they're not really doing things. Uh, but could you have a cute girls doing cute things show that is not Moe? Or does the fact that they're cute girls just inherently make it Moe? That's a question I did not think you would ask so now i'm <laughs> pondering my answer because that's a very good yeah. question i'm trying to think of like things that i've watched that could be cute girls doing cute things or wait what oh i'm confused say it again so uh not every moe show is a cute girls doing cute things show Mm-hmm. But is every cute girls doing cute things show a moe show? Like in the umbrella of moe, does cute girls doing cute things sit entirely underneath that umbrella, or could you have a cute girls doing cute things show that is not moe? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. In theory, that's got to be possible, but in practice, what is what is the cute girls doing cute things show that is not also Moe? I know. Well, I was trying. I was like, how? Like, what are the what are all of the shows I've watched ever <laughs> so I can answer this question? Because hmm. when we think of, yeah, you know, maybe it's easier to think of what are all the different cute girls doing cute things shows, and you know, do they register as being moe or not? You know, Aria is cute girls doing cute things. They're gondoliers, and the whole show is about them being gondoliers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's very moe in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I know, I think you have to be Moe if you're a cute girl doing cute things. Mm. It's just facts. <laughs> Do you think that, that there's a limit to how serious Moe can be dramatically? Like, mm. when we think of uh, the melodrama of Violent Evergarden, I keep saying violence, Evergarden. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been, I've been, I've been tongue twisting that since the jump, man. I, I fucking always say that. And it's, it's not that I can't say the word violet. I don't know why I'm so like violent, Evergarden. <laughs> but yeah, okay, violet. Violet Evergarden, uh, you know. Well, actually, this is an interesting point. Does Violet Evergarden qualify as cute girls doing cute things? Because because it is only one girl doing one thing potentially cutely. If you think that she is cute, well, she dresses in the frilly dress, and the entire show is oriented about her like performing like she does a thing you know she's a, a male person right or like a transcriber mm-hmm. or something um so she's like a, a you know post office person postal employee <laughs> the whole thing is about her being a postal employee that's the thing you know and she but but i don't think anybody like Still, when we think about Violet Evergarden, we don't we don't think of that as being like that's not really what we mean when we say cute girls doing cute things, you know. In the same way, when we say beautiful boys doing things beautifully, we don't really think about Legends of the Galactic Heroes. But it's you know like funny that it it technically falls under that category. Violet Evergarden, I feel like in the same way, when we think about cute girls doing cute things, we think of Yuru Camp. We think of a place further than the universe. We don't really think about Violet mm-hmm. Evergarden, but maybe that technically falls under that umbrella. But I don't think anybody thinks Violet Evergarden is supposed to be Moe. But what what is it that prevents it from being Moe? Is it is it is it purely the aesthetic? Is it purely the art style? Or is it because Violet Evergarden is too dramatic? It's got too much emotional weight to it, so it stops being kind of like this innocent cuteness because yeah. it's too dramatic yeah. in which case I mean, there's like she's... an upper upper threshold to what moe is capable of 
Yeah. I think Violet is like really driven by finding her emotion. Mm. And so in turn, it makes the show have a lot more <coughs> emotional weight towards that goal for her. Mm. So I think that's the threshold. I would, I mean, but I guess um, having the show be named the main character, maybe that's why. I feel like she could, for some people, be a Moe character, mm. Mm. but not the show as a whole. No, I don't think so. And I don't think so because the point of the show is not to highlight the cuteness of the characters. Is that why I, I think that's not my Because <laughs> when I think of, you know, what... What quality? <laughs> There's a lot of thought happening over here. Yeah, at the host club today. <laughs> so when I think of why, like, yeah, what what defines Moe? And you know, I've now now I'm thinking of Moe is like, you know, are things funny? Are things exciting? Are things Moe? Are things dramatic? You know, it's like a a descriptor. You know, and to to be Moe is to focus on this, this kind of, or portray this certain level of innocent cuteness. But Gunbuster never focuses on this innocent cuteness. It doesn't really focus on the characters being cute in general. They just like happen to be cute character designs or like, you know, attractive young women uh, mm. in, a, in a conventional sense. So no, I, w I would say it's not Moe. But well, I'm I'm thinking about you know my my uh, my prior words. You know, is there a a threshold at which things cease being moe because they're too dramatic and it makes things not cute anymore? And and that makes me feel like well, Maiden Abyss is really a, a pretty genre you know genre expanding work, isn't it? Because it is. Um, it has this element of portrayed innocent cuteness. Like it is clearly orienting towards like, look at how cute these characters are only mm. to put them in these hyper-realistic dramatic situations and kind of like portray, mm. you know, the destruction of cuteness. So it, it seems to move above, but it, you know, it never stops being cute, you know, like just because, mm -hmm. um, the the main girl like is about to get her arm cut off and she's all swollen and bleeding out of her eyes and shit. She never like, I mean, not that that is cute, but she never stops being cute. You know, like her mm -hmm. character design doesn't fundamentally change. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's want, I would argue, well, you want to protect her even more in that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it seems like that that dramatic threshold is is broken through by Maiden Abyss, you know. That makes me feel like, wow, oh, Maiden Abyss really is pretty fucking great, isn't it? <laughs> I gotta get on those movies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Gotta get on the next season as it comes out. I know. When's that again? Summer? 
I don't know. Mm. Soon. Soon. I knew it was soon. <laughs> Along those lines, what about Kino's journey? Hmm. Never I can say I remember that show. I've only watched an episode or two. Oh, really? You guys haven't seen yeah. it? Mm-mm. Fuck, man. Maybe we should do an episode on Kino's journey. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a ten out of ten masterpiece, man. This is a truly great anime. What's the other anime that came out like it? Everyone's like, oh, it's like this, but it's like Kino's journey, but Mushishi? No. I, I think Mushishi and Kino's journey are very, very similar in my mm-hmm. And it, I understand why other people may not feel that way, but to me oh. they are a similar style of storytelling and a, a similar like ambiance of storytelling um there's a new anime that came out i think last year um called the wandering witch elena the journey of elena the journey of elena yes and it was described as being kino's journey but a witch girl yo i think we need to be the judge of that well (laughs) i've never seen kino's journey (laughs) And if it's just about going around to other people's towns and exploring the town, then. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what Kino, like that's what Kino's journey is about on paper, Mm. but it's not really like about that. Like it's, it's, you know, it's deep. It's artistic. Is it deep? It's deep. (laughs) All right. Deep. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's some it's some real art you know oh so maybe this should be a future episode to watch the the witch and watch kino and, <laughs> the and witch. contrast the witch yeah. and kino yeah and compare and contrast <laughs> when i was describing super cub to you i think you were like oh that sounds like kinos yeah that could be it's still on mm. my list of things to watch i yeah. uh it's, it's still kino. high is Kino Moe? Hmm? Yeah, Kino not Moe in my opinion. No. Okay. If you guys had seen it, maybe you could debate. Oh about shit, this. you Sorry. going this out. No, that wasn't what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to watch Super Cub. I just haven't got around to it yet, but I'm, I will soon. Yeah, I think my list of things to watch is it's growing. It's growing too much, and like things that are more than ten years old. Things to watch. Yeah, I still got thirteen episodes left of Get a Robo G. Out of what? Thirty nine. Okay, that's not bad. Make it about where I am with. It's about where I am with, with Ippo. Hmm. It's like I paused. Like I'm like 56, something like that. So I paused a little bit and I can come back to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to forget what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't say the same thing about, you know, Legends, Galactic Heroes. I need a little refresher course in that one. Yeah. I'm about due for a rewatch of that, I feel like. Oh, my God. Epo and Legends. 
and quit your job. I know, you know, finding, <laughs> finding the time is a real trick. Be a hikikimori. I shouldn't I blame, about that. I blame it all on the sleep apnea. I'm the, the new thing, thing now. Any, any, Did you get it checked out? I got. I took my sleep test Thursday night, so we'll uh, Have see what the give results you your results are. yet. No, not yet. I'm gonna I'm call. Him, I'm gonna call him tomorrow. I I don't understand the the woman at the front desk was of no fucking help to me whatsoever. So I, I have no idea what's going on. Like I showed up there, and she just handed me a box with the stuff in it, and was like, "Okay, thanks, bye." And I was like, "I mean, I get that there's written instructions in the box, but like, that's it. You're not gonna like explain any of this to me at all." Okay, you know, and then I came back the next morning and she just took the box and was like, okay, thank you. Bye. I was like, there's no bedside manner explanation to this. No next step that I need to be aware of. Like it's some human courtesy, you know? Yeah. So I, I have no idea what is going on. But yeah, I'm going to try to figure that out tomorrow. Well, I'm glad you got it checked because, you know, yeah, because you breathing I'm, in your sleep, like goodness gracious. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm sleeping. I mean, I fuck, man. I mean, I slept like nine hours, and I feel like I could fucking fall asleep right now. You know, <laughs> like I'm I feel fucking exhausted all the time. Wow. Um, I could sleep fucking twelve hours and still feel exhausted. And now I'm I'm convinced that like. Something, something's not right. This ain't just the fact that I need more sleep than the average person. I think my sleep apnea has just gotten way worse, and and I'm just like so tired all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, next time we see you, you might have a machine, a sleeping machine. I know, scary as shit, man. But I suppose I it's not too loud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it kind of sucks more that, like, you know, I can't get up and, like, yeah, can't get up in the morning and I'm always tired. You literally look like you could fall asleep. <laughs> like, you look so tired. Yeah, and I've I've been sleeping nine to ten hours a night. Every night this, uh, you know, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Like, it's not like I'm not getting enough sleep. But yeah, I'm convinced now it's like quality of sleep is just at a, at a bare minimum. Yeah. So your anime that you would star in is a sleeping boy sleeping beautifully. A beautiful boy sleeping beautifully. Yeah. You know? It would be it would be kind of like Isoken and its aesthetic. It would be like a certain animation style when I sleep, but then all my dreams mm-hmm. are like all over the place and different animation Hell styles. Yeah. yeah. We had two good pitches for anime this episode. I feel like we need to write them down. <laughs> Copyright them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes. maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a little cuddle. Um so yeah, what are there any other big questions that we have from Moe? Is like, I think we've we've uh, <laughs> we've we started writing our paper. We got our thesis. Yeah, we got a thesis statement. 
are there any other shows that you know we should be watching or is this it well I mean if you want a list I can give it to you <laughs> we've only scratched the very tip of the surface of Moe <laughs> yeah I mean one of the big classics should be Azumanga Dayo we didn't really talk about that but we've all seen it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah, well, if you so, yeah. What are the the three shows we would recommend to understand what it means to be moe? Yeah, yeah, like three quintessential shows that exhibit what moe is. For me, Haruhi would be on the list. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's hard for me to only pick three. <laughs> this is what happens when I try and make a list. I'm like, but, you know, what What are we talking here? Like, we talking new? We talking old? Like, what are we talking? <laughs> yeah. Definitely Lucky Star for me. Asamanga Dayo and Yuru Camp. The new okay. game. Okay. Maybe the, that would be my three. Oh, like one from each? Oh, I don't know. I just, just built an L3. Oh, okay. Um, New Game's a pretty good one. Yeah, I got I got an episode of that in yesterday. It exhibits all the traits of a good Moe <laughs> character. Especially the, the lead character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, for you know, sure. it's yeah. She's what? She's eighteen, but she's still like she's got the Lolita look. Um, everyone else is a little bit older than her, but they still just do the most basic things. <laughs> how how does that show play out as it goes on? Is it like they need to beat a deadline and finish mm-hmm. a game? Like what? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which was what? Uh, fairies? Something fairies? Fairies gone. Uh, is that what it's called? Fairy's Fairy's story? I thought it was called. (laughs) Original. (laughs) Um, I guess my my three would probably be Lucky Star, for sure. Um, on because <laughs> hmm. I really do think it's it's one of those um, beloved shows like I feel like you can get a lot out of that show fairies story three that is the game and new game which one was fairies gone I feel like that one was something. well we'll post our we'll post these lists on discord <laughs> For your viewing, for your viewing pleasure, and uh, let us know your favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a cabbie. I'm calling. Okay, that's my three. I was really, I was really struggling. Okay, um, yeah. N- Lucky Star, Kon, a cabbie, because I think a mm. is very, very moe, mm. and everybody should be watching it. So fucking cute. Okay, that was my list. 
Yeah, I'll probably keep watching it, Kevy. I was I was opposed to it, but now I'm sort of sucked in. And I, I, it's a visual treat, so that's kind of also why I'm watching it. Mm, I was about to say, Akevi, just her aura just makes me want to root for her. <laughs> Whatever she does, I'm like, you mm. go, girl. Like, you are so nice to everyone. She can't do. She can't go wrong. She can't do wrong. Right. Mm. Model citizen. <laughs> well, I think that that'll wrap up March Moe Madness. Uh, thank you guys for watching all the Moe shows. <laughs> yeah, of course. It was my pleasure. <laughs> I'm going to keep watching them. I got a whole other season of New Game, a whole other season of Uru Camp to get through. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we're talking about watching uh, Gundam. Yeah. Yeah. Rikangista NG was on YouTube. I don't know if it's on there anymore, but we needed, uh, we were talking about how we need something a little bit with some. Yeah, something more, something more plot heavy and exciting. I've been rewatching Ghost in the Shell TV series, which has filled my heart in the ways I needed. needed. <laughs> it's all about balance. You, the Moe didn't fill your heart. No, but <laughs> when I when I watch the members of Section Nine <laughs> joke around with each other, it fills my heart. Yeah. Um, thank you for everybody who has been rating us on Spotify. We appreciate you so much. And if you have, if you listen on Spotify, is there if there's any app that you listen to that has a rating system, please go ahead and give us some kind of rating so that we can show up in other people's feeds and get around, you know? <laughs> Um, you can also check out our website, otakuhostclub.com, where we have links for all of our past episodes and our Discord, if you want to hop in the Discord and chat with us in between episodes. Um, we are also on Instagram and Twitter, and all of those links will also be down below in the description. Um, what else am I forgetting? Patreon. Patreon, if you want to support us uh, monetarily, we will love that. Um, we have two tiers that you can join and uh yeah the patreon.com slash otaku host club if you would like to do that we love all of our patrons including johnny c and francis thank you guys so much for supporting us and making this episode possible look forward to us on strictly serious coming this week i believe about conventions Mm. oh nice that's out that's gonna be out Belief so? No. Oh yeah, we're gonna get famous. <laughs> <laughs> that will be the moment. <laughs> and we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Bye.